Thank you so much for joining in to today's podcast from Caleb Perkins Ministry. We pray that today's podcast will be uplifting and encouraging in your walk with the Lord. Now here's today's podcast. What's going on, everyone? Today, got with me Joshua Perkins. I was going to use your middle name, yeah, but I decided I, not I to. I mean, yeah. It, like I, it was right there at the tip of my tongue, and I was going to send it, but I, I decided not to. I refrained myself. Well, You're I w- welcome. I was wondering why you paused for a yeah. minute. Like you was looked, it a weird pause? Yeah, like you, a naturally had, long pause? You had one eyebrow up, and the other one was just like... I, w- I was feeling ornery, yeah, and I was going to send yeah. it, but then I was like, no, I'll be nice. So well, I'll, I'll be I'll be nice. Uh, all right. Well, nice today. Nice I, today. Joshua Perkins. Fair enough. Ladies well, and gentlemen. If you guys gentlemen see and ladies. Caleb Elwood Perkins oh, on the streets tonight. You gave my middle I did. Your governments. Governments. Oh. governments. Yes. Today he is 38 years old or young. Uh, how about how about 38 years old? I, I told today. uh had a <laughs> had Eric hit me up today, uh-huh. a friend of ours. Those who are watching that are like, I don't know who Eric is, and he was like, how how does it feel? I was like, I like to think of myself as a a seasoned thirty year old. Does that work? Seasoned, seasoned thirty, <laughs> like it, like because he said you're almost forty. I was like, oh, I'm seasoned thirty. Do you think you do you think you'll <laughs> hit that midlife crisis uh, at forty? No. Mm, yeah, I don't feel no. that way either. Uh, this is the only time where me and Caleb are exactly the same age. So we're the same age, right? Well, I guess, you know, not counting months and days and such. But yeah, but we're... That's right. Yeah, because we're Irish twins. We were mm-hmm. born 10 And then in apart. July, you're going to be 39. So yeah. how's that feel? How's that well, feel? You can't say season 30s. You're almost 40 at that point. See? Yeah. <laughs> As you hard eye roll. <laughs> I'm, but I'm, I'm still gonna claim I'm in my thirties. You're long still as in I your thirties, yeah, as as long yeah. as you can. Absolutely. Be like, don't judge me. They're being ageist. <laughs> that that is a word, but it, I yes, think it you is. might be using it wrong. So. Uh, I might be using it in the wrong context. I don't know. No, actually, I think I'm using it in the right one. They're <laughs> hating on you for your age. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, today, uh, Josh and I were we were sitting here and discussing and talking about risk. R I S K, embracing risk. Mm-hmm. So, what that looks like in the life of a believer, what we need to do as as far as like stepping out, taking risks, and you know, I tell people that being a born again believer in the body of Christ, that is an exciting, that's an exciting adventure, that's an exciting life, you know, and it requires us to be able to embrace risk and to step out and to take risks. Uh, along our journey, it's not safe. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, I guess a, a safe play, if you will. But religion wants it to be. Oh, you just go to church and you just do this, and it's mm-hmm. like no. But when you are a spirit-led believer, there is risk that is involved in following Christ, in being uh, stepping out, leading out. Often, uh, the Lord asks you to do things that is one outside of your comfort zone and two outside of your skill and your ability mm-hmm. you need the holy spirit to be able to do it well i think anytime you do a thing involving steps it's risk involved like right. anytime you moving forward yeah in just in general yeah um also i heard this uh, financial guy once say he said if you risk nothing then you risk everything because yeah and basically what he was saying was if you decide to play it safe and never take a risk, then you'll never be great. But right. if you do decide to take a risk and you succeed, mm-hmm. 
then then greatness will follow. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we can see this in in kingdom principles in that you know Jesus would say, "Hey, those who love their life will lose it, but mm-hmm. if you lose your life for His sake, you'll gain it." Why? Why is that? It's saying, dude, when you're at that point where you are like your very own life is not something that would stop you from preaching the gospel, reaching others, stepping out in the in the things that the Holy Spirit's called you into. There's nothing that can stop you. You are unstoppable yeah. all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? No, that's correct. I mean, so the what is the the definition of the word from the McGoogles? Oh, Google um, is that Google or what are you using? Oh uh, no, I I think it's Yahoo. Maybe Yahoo. Uh, still the the definition shouldn't change of a word, but there are two different types. One is of course risk to your life, um, but uh, the first one we're using is a situation involving involving exposure to danger. Right. Yeah. Exposure to danger, and you know, just like you said with the imagery of stairs. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about even just climbing stairs, there's a risk involved. Well, mm-hmm. you could fall. Well, yeah, you can. You, there could be fifty million different things that could happen. But af- as you begin, um, you know, climbing stairs and you begin doing anything, you you get so used to it because you've conquered that. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like driving. So when you first get into a car and you start driving, you're really nervous. And then over time you get so comfortable with it that you could go four or five hours and not even remember, you know, several hours of it. You're like, I don't even remember that part of it. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I don't even remember the, my 20 minutes. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I don't even know. I just don't. <laughs> you're like, I just blacked out 20 minutes of my life. I was there and I got there safely, but don't ask me who I passed or <laughs> what happened. I can't tell you all the colors of the cars I passed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're like, just, I wasn't uh, really there. I was yeah. thinking about something else, zoning out, right? It it took overcoming and conquering that level of risk to really, you know, through embracing the risk that you became successful at driving, Mm -hmm. you know. And in the same way, in our Christian life, uh, walking with the Lord, we have to to embrace risk when we are thinking about, uh, you know, discipleship and being an authentic believer in the body. Mm -hmm. We need to we need to step out and be willing to step out uh, with the Lord. And I think uh, when you're talking about, uh, you know, just risk in general, even though it's not like exposure to like physical uh, danger, it's still danger to your pride. If you say something wrong, right? It's just, uh, it's a risk of how you uh, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes here on yeah. a podcast. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's um, quote unquote what you proje- how you project yourself to be. Yeah, like if you mess up, mm-hmm. then you're not known as someone solid anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you're flaky. Well, and I think that's what <laughs> keeps people away from overcoming and embracing risk or, or and stepping into the unknown is the fear of failure. Oh, yeah. You know, that people don't want to fail. They don't want to, because it is dangerous. There's a lot on the line when you step out, and it's like, but when you step out, there's also great reward. There's great, there, there's great uh, lessons to be learned, even if you do fail. You know, I think about all the... the you know, different uh, uh, testimonies from people that have gone out in business or mm-hmm. in, in different adventures or industries or whatever. And, man, they, they took great risks, great levels of risk to uh, to say, hey, I'm either going to do this or not. And even those that failed, their great failures became some of their great learning points for them to become super successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like at that level, and, I mean, we could use Peter, for example, 
right? He denied Christ, right? So he failed. His great failure became one of his greatest testimonies and the redemptive qualities of Christ that projected him that in the end, guess what he did not do? He did not deny Christ. I think uh, sometimes failure helps with your resolve. Yeah. Like, because uh, he messed up that one night, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He would never do it again. Never do never, it again. Nope. Yeah. Nope. They, they, they killed him. Yeah. He was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever well, the cost. I was already shamed. I already shamed him once. I ain't shaming him again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think about the uh, that movie Braveheart. Uh, those who are watching, if you've never seen the movie, yeah, awesome movie. You should go watch Braveheart. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's a good movie. Anyway, where uh, Robert the Bruce is betrays uh, William Wallace. Uh, Caleb, if they've never seen the movie, yeah, you just gave them a pl- spoiler. No, Sorry. it's okay. <laughs> they need they need to know. They you, need to be prepared because I wasn't. I was like, no, I can't believe it. <laughs> what? Well, in all fairness, those that are <laughs> those that are uh, shaking their fist at Caleb, the movie's been out for like I don't know, yeah, fifteen forever. years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. You know, he betrays him, and he and uh, Robert the Bruce goes back to his father, and his father tells him that all men betray, and all men do this. And he was like, I don't want to be like that. And mm-hmm. he, he, it was in his failure of him betraying him that he said, you know what, that is, in, to go back to your point, that's, that's where the resolve came in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in our, in our uh, failures and our shortcomings, it creates such a tenacity in us that we look and desire for that risk to come, and we're not only going to embrace it, we're going to overcome it. We're going to say, nope, not anymore. I'm not going to let the devil eat my lunch. I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to betray. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be that anymore. Absolutely. That's, yeah. Honestly, that is the the prime definition of repentance, right? Yeah. To turn away from it. Yeah, is your, your resolve <laughs> yeah. after the failure. Yeah. Exactly. It's not, oh, I'm sorry, God. It's a, I'll, no. Not anymore. Uh, did you you ever think about this? Like the best stories you've ever heard had some type of conflict in it. And oh, then, absolutely. Then it was an overcoming. I mean, think about all all of the uh, every fairy tale that's ever been told, right? Yeah. I mean, it's always got a damsel in distress, a you know, a knight in shining armor. He's there to overcome the wicked one or the dragon or the sorcerer, whatever it is. Like that's that's what we, that's our that's our part of our heritage and. Uh, our literature that we get raised up in inside of internally in the inside of people there is a desire to overcome adversity there is a, a desire to step in and to embrace the risk right why does the knight in shining armor risk his very life what for the damsel in distress right yes. why why do so as believers why are we stepping out in risk what we are doing that because so, it is our reasonable service for him who has enlisted us into the body of Christ. Yes. It is our reasonable service because Jesus hung and died on a cross. He was raised again and now has empowered us with the Holy Spirit that we walk this earth, walking in those good works that he has before us, that when we stand before him, we'll get the well done, good and faithful servant. Absolutely. He says, you ran the race all the way to completion, and now look at all of the other sons and daughters that you were able to uh, bring in here through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's powerful, but you never get that unless you embrace risk. I mean, even think about simple witnessing, right? Mm -hmm. Just telling a person about Jesus. You have to embrace the risk of them rejecting you, denying you, uh, possibly even uh, rejecting that relationship. Like, they could completely turn from you and betray you. In all fairness, though, when you're doing street ministry, 
This is what you need to think about. You're probably only going to see them that one time, depending on how big of a city you live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you live in a small town, what does it matter? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? They're already talking about you anyway. They're already talking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, the more you witness and the more you put yourself out there, you're the person they're going to go to when they really need somebody to pray. Yeah. And even if they reject you, they're yeah. going to know where you stand and they're going to know the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of you. They're going to know that you're a safe place to turn to. So embracing that risk, even if it looks bad in the beginning, it will turn out for the good in Christ Jesus. So here in Proverbs chapter 3, uh, I want to read uh, verses 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. So the Lord knows the path that is set before us. And that is what is interesting to me. The Holy Spirit is the one that's asking us and calling us out to embrace this risk. And all we need to do is be obedient in that. You know, yes, we do not know how it's going to turn out. But what we do have is the leading of the Holy Spirit. Well, to us, because we're human beings, it's risk. Yeah. I wonder to like the Holy Spirit and the Heavenly yeah. Father. Yeah. If it's not. No. They already know. I, I wonder if like, like why I told are you, you not doing I that. told you to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. they like I'm trying to work through them here and they don't see it. And you're like, but it's scary. <laughs> What'll they think? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, who cares? Who cares what they think? You know, I also feel that way about giving money. Not that I'm I'm scared to give money, but it my thought is you can make more. Yeah. Like, my, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm talking about those people like, well, I don't, you know, that, that just got money and they're just like, well, uh, my bills are paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what if I need it for something? Well, uh, you don't need it now <laughs> and you can always make it. Yeah. So you can make more money. Might as well do that. give yeah. it away or yeah. plant seed in the ground to right. to help things. Uh, you don't know the, the effects in the future of yeah. doing that. Right. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's and it's in through that level of obedience that you sit there and you begin to learn more and more about the Lord. I mean, dude, think about all of the scripture, like Old Testament into the New Testament. You got Noah building the ark. Mm-hmm. It's like what type of risk you got there, dude? It's never flooded, never flooded. Yeah. They don't know what the boat is. They need dimensions from God to mm-hmm. be able to build such a vessel. And then all of a sudden it floods. What type of great risk was that? What what uh since we're talking about old and new testament, mm-hmm. I think the most dangerous job in both of those, honestly, was uh interpreting dreams. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> like, a risk. Whoa. Yeah. Well, and you think about prophecy, man, if you look at in the book of Isaiah, mm-hmm. he's sending all these prophecies that are not fulfilled for like eight hundred years later. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you know everybody's calling him a false prophet. For they're like, like 799 yeah, they're like, yeah, years. It's yeah. like, well, Isaiah, you know, he just wasn't right, you know, so he missed it, and then all of a sudden, oh, here's Jesus. Okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe he was right. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no kidding, man. It's like time will tell, but sometimes when the Lord's calling you out, so was Isaiah correct? 100%. But 100%. W- mm-hmm. But everyone that was around him during his time that heard what he was saying— was sitting there going, what is he talking about? Mm-hmm. You know? Or, or like, uh, was it was Joseph, where he was like seven years of plenty. Yeah. And then he's like, 
I bet she hesitated. He's like, yeah. and there's yeah. going to be seven years of famine. Yeah. Like, there's like, this. I don't know how he's going <laughs> to like this one. He definitely did not interpret that dream to please Pharaoh. He you know, did he not. gave it. He was like, this is what it means. This is what it is. I'm going to die for this. Probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I got to send it. So he, he hard sent it <laughs> yeah. exactly how the Holy Spirit told him to. And what, what was he doing? He was embracing the risk. You know, mm-hmm. he could have yeah. said, oh, I don't have an interpretation. Oh, I don't know. Or whatever. The D- story would have been completely different. Completely but when he different. embraced that risk and he was like, you know what? I'm going to step out. Even if it costs me my very life, I'm going to I'm going to interpret this dream. I'm going to step out. Yeah. So those that are listening, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, when we're talking about risk, we're not talking about just like everyday risks. I'll tell you right now, I think thoughts that are good that I think are good ideas, and my wife will tell me I don't think so. <laughs> she's like, ah. And she's, she saved me from stuff. But when we're talking about uh, being a Christian and doing risks, it's, it's, it's Holy Spirit-led. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. Jesus. And, and as a family, you're both going to have you know, confirmation in that. If you are, oh, it, you know, yeah. your wife's seeking the Lord and you're seeking the Lord, the Lord's not going to ask you something that you two are going to be in disagreement about because you're going to be both having a heart for the Lord. You know, and so in that you'll be you'll be in agreement on if it is a decision that is in regards to your family. You know, I find that, um, you know, since we're on this topic talking about, you know, families and everyday life, because we uh, one of our main goals through having these episodes is to make it practical for anybody Uh, who's listening. So if you're sitting there and you're like, well, I don't have a family or it's just me and I'm single and the Lord's calling me out to, you know, start a business or do this and that, man, go do it. Go do it. Yeah. Take those steps out. You know how many people I've met in their uh in their thirties and their forties that sit there and said their dream was to start their own business, but they got stuck in a job that they hate and they've been there for like thirty years mm-hmm. hating a job. Yeah. They hate it. Yeah. The whole time. And I'm like, why do you stay there? Money? I'm like, dude, go do what you what the Lord's called you to do. It's like take that risk. Step out. You know, nobody ever fulfills the call that's on their life without embracing the risk and asking the Holy Spirit to lead God and direct them. Anything that God is asking you to do will require your complete abandonment to your own self. Well, it requires effort. Yeah. I mean, the whole gospel message is deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow him. That's effort and all that. You can't, you got to have the effort in. You know, I was was sitting out uh, yesterday morning, and uh, I guess I'm gonna sound like an old man on here, so I'm I'm drinking coffee on the front porch, right? Like three eight. as the sun as the sun's coming up, and uh, I see a, a robin flying down from a tree, and it's it's walking over to the sidewalk, and there was a nightcrawler that was on the sidewalk, and this robin comes down and starts snatching up this nightcrawler and starts eating it, and I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. And I thought about the verse that was talking about you know, God taking care of the birds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but that doesn't mean God is in heaven dropping night crawlers in their nest. They still have to make an effort to go out and get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just like with us. Like, yeah, we shouldn't be worried and concerned about all those things that's going to happen in our future, but we do need to go out and have an effort to seek the Holy Spirit and be like, you know what? God's calling me out to do this. I need to go do this. You know, mm-hmm. and have a tenacity with it. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it can, it can be a, a small thing, like you're saying about giving money. The Holy Spirit, you, you know, you may be listening to this, and you're saying, well, the Holy Spirit's been wanting me to give $50 to uh, XYZ person, whatever, and you've been uh, reluctant to do that. Man, 
Sit there, ask the Lord to forgive you, and go do it. Go do it. Well, I could use that for this, that. Yeah, you could use that for this, that, but that that's not what that's for. It's for that that seed to be sown. You need to give it. And, you know, I sit there and think, well, what's the eternal ramifications on $50? Well, if it's tied to obedience, that it's a huge, it's a huge deal. Huge deal in the kingdom, man. You know, I blame that on our mother because I'm a yeah. big, I'm a big person. I'm a I'm a big picture thinking person as well. Yeah. Like I don't think about the immediate future. Right. I, and you're like sometimes you're like, well, right now. Yeah. This no. is the biggest thing because you might get smacked by a truck tomorrow, mm-hmm. so you don't know. No, but I'm always <laughs> so, I'm always yeah. thinking like future. <laughs> stuff. Perkins like, told us always. That, yeah. Like, like yeah. future stuff always. Oh, yeah. And and sometimes I am short sighted mm-hmm. with my current objectives, but I'm like. <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. You're like right now in this moment, Holy Spirit's telling me to do this. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I might not get another opportunity. Yeah. This opportunity might pass me and I need to I need to fulfill it to the best of my ability. And that's having embracing that risk in the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Where somebody else might hear something from the Holy Spirit and it might take them days or weeks to to move on it. I don't want that to be me. You yeah. know, I'd feel like at some point I was callous to the Holy Spirit and reluctant to do anything that he wanted me to do. I'm always I'm always um I'm always mindful of my actions and the ramifications of them. Like the how they reverberate through time. Like mm-hmm. like my interactions with people. Right. Uh I have been told that I'm timid sometimes cuz I'm I would I'd rather listen and talk. Yeah. Except uh I'm on a podcast so I have to talk cuz you can't see my facial expressions. Yeah. But um but I find that that's very uh, significant, and yeah. I think that's due to our mother. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you need to do this now because you might not get another opportunity. And mm-hmm. you can't say, well, God will send somebody else. Why would he need to? He right. told you to he do it. He told you to do it. He told Why you to rely do on somebody else? You can't guarantee that somebody will see somebody nope. before they go somewhere else. Exactly. I think about, as, as we're talking about, you know, just interactions with people in general, you know, to, to be that person— that is very consistent and who is willing to be led by the Holy Spirit and to encourage people that's around, we need to be mindful of our actions. We need to be mindful of what we do around people Mm -hmm. and for people and, uh, and be led by the Holy Spirit in the, in the, in the, in the whole point of it, right? Is so that we embrace risk. We step out and we say, okay, Lord, here am I, send me. He gives us an objective and then we need to go do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like, it, you know, that there's a majority of people who are out there that are like, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, use me, use me, use me. Holy Spirit's like, all right, you, so you see this guy over here at Walmart. I need you to go talk to him. No. Use me <laughs> anywhere else but there. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. no, this has eternal ramifications of it. This is what you've been asking for, and you won't do it. It's like, why? Well, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Embrace the risk, step out, and go do it. Be like at the end of the day, what 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 does it matter? Honestly, it's it's a good story either way. It oh, really yes. is. I mean, think of your life as an adventure, right? So the Lord, the Holy Spirit, asks you to go and talk to somebody at Walmart. It's like, dude, you are about to have an encounter that's going to be a phenomenal story to anybody. I mean, if they cuss you, spit spit at you, whatever, you're like, oh, well, Lord told me to go witness to the guy, and he cussed me and spit me out. Great story. Awesome. You know, you got persecuted for the gospel's sake, right? It's like the early church. You couldn't stop them. They won either way. And then the other part of that is, which I find more than people being negative towards the gospel, is 
the the Holy Spirit's leading you there. He's going to meet you there, and there's going to be something supernatural in it. That's going to be a lesson for not only the people that are around you, but the people that hear that story later. Yeah, risk. You either have a great story or, a, or you have a good moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, either, either way. way. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, e- yeah either, yeah. Going back to uh, Braveheart reference, uh, just because I like that movie, and so I'm going to use it, right? It, William Wallace is telling... Uh, the guys who are getting ready to run away from the battlefield, and he tells them, you know, every man dies, but not every man truly lives. Yeah. And I feel like in the Christian faith, every Christian will die, but not every Christian truly lives fully alive, being Mm -hmm. led by the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person that is just, oh, well, yeah, I go to church. I'm a religious person. I'm no, No, man, I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead has now quickened my mortal body. It has transformed me. It has changed me. I'm no longer how I used to be. Dude, completely changed. When I become an old man, like legit, age and everything. So you're not an old man right now? Uh, sometimes I you, feel or that you way. Or you're older, man. Older. older. Like older. when I'm saying okay. like 70s, 80s, right? <laughs> okay. I just want to be... That's a ways from now. I, so, I know. Yeah. I want to be the guy... That never says the same story twice. Right. Has just Isn't that life, though? To have so many yes. stories yes. that people are like, I don't even know if this is real. Yeah. But I know that he's a peculiar person. Yes. So mm-hmm. to say, I can see him doing a thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you know what, though? The enemy tries to get people and take their stories from them, which is their testimonies. Absolutely. And it's like, I want to be, just like you were saying, I want to be that older gentleman that's sitting there and you're around a gr- group of young people and you're like, how much time you got? I will sit here all day and tell you of the goodness of what God has done in my life and even the good, bad, and the ugly because God has worked through all those things. Yeah, you my know? success. Because most people just well want to, yeah, they they just want to talk about the good things where they're like, oh, yeah, God told me to do this and it was awesome. And yeah, yeah. It's like, what about the bad things that you're like, even in the middle of this adversity, some of my most darkest moments Ever, God actually turned that as a as a learning point in my mind, in my spirit, that has changed me. It has changed the the very nature of the person who I am. I think with risk, you know, that when you do a thing that requires effort and that, you know, puts your pride in danger or maybe even your life, I think you should embrace the the point where I totally lost it. I totally lost it. I was not 100%. I was mm-hmm. shaking my fist to God. It was like, this yeah. is how my story ends. Is, yeah. this, is this seriously why you brought me out here in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> and I'm supposed to find a dude, but I'm the only one here in a 300-mile radius. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You never know. You know when you lose your mind, you over-exaggerate oh, talking yeah. to God. Oh, you yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. It, that that molehill just turned into a mountain. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, God, look at this. He's like, I'm looking at it. It's not that big. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just like a kid that gets a cut on his finger, mm-hmm. and he's, and they're showing you, and it's like, oh, I, I chopped my finger off. It's like, no, no, honey, you yeah. have a, you, you cut it. Yeah. It's still like, a part it's, of you. It's a paper cut. Yeah. I, there's like, a lot of blood. Yes, yeah. but it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. You're not gonna die. <laughs> it's bleeding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's okay. You'll be yeah. alright. You can yeah. see the bone. No, yeah. no, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. In your mind, you see the bone, but it's not a thing. And the same way with embracing risk, you know, it's like the things that God is calling us to step out in. We always are assuming that, man, that is, it is too dangerous for me to do it, and not recognizing or taking into account that we have an eternal 
Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Mm-hmm. Like, to empower us. Yes. You know, yeah, you can't do it on your own. That's why in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. We're not supposed to rely on our own minds and our own understanding. What do you go off of? You go off the leading of the Holy Spirit. So if you guys are listening to this, maybe you're listening to this and the Holy Spirit's been, um, you know, leading you to start a business or to step out in a new venture or uh, to do something, right? You be led by the Holy Spirit. We just want to encourage you today to to do what the Lord has called you to do. And if it is walking up to somebody that you don't know or maybe that you know and to, and to tell them something that's going to encourage them and strengthen them, but you're like, I'm not that type of person, I'm not that bold, man, be led by the Holy Spirit because that might be the very words that that person needs for their growth and their development, and the Holy Spirit's just been waiting on you to step out and to do that. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, you know, I often find people will say, well, I'm just waiting on God. Well, God's eternal. He's outside of time. He is, he is Thank you so much us. for joining in today's episode. Waiting on us. If you would like to learn more about Caleb Perkins yeah, Ministries, so please go to www.calebperkinsministries.com. Www.